Hello, this is Charles Wiz, Tony Silva, and we're two teachers talking, where Tony and I talk and talk and talk and go on talking and talking and talking about teaching English in Japan and education in Japan and what it's like to work in Japanese universities. And this is episode 133, and today we're talking about what I think, for lack of a better term, we're going to call the self destructive student. And I think every teacher knows what we mean by this. And that's the student who comes in and seems like they should be successful or be able to pass the class and somehow manages somehow to not pass or not be successful. And we want to explore that a little bit today. And I think it's one of the most frustrating things for teachers because it's such a, as you know, people would say, it's just a mysterious. Black box, and we have no idea what's going on inside. And Tony, I think you have、uh, an interesting story to tell about、yeah. a student who fits that description. Well, I've got, I've got tons of stories. <laughs> okay, well, I'm just going to kick back and listen to your stories, and then, you know, everybody, I'll see you guys next month. Yeah, so, the, I mean,、um, They really, you know, this type of student, they, they really are a black, you use the black, black boxes because they're a mystery, but they're also can, can be also a black hole.、Um, it, it, nothing, <laughs> it just it sucks up every effort that you have. And it's like, yeah, you, you said they're the most frustrating students we have. Yeah, that was my, that's my first note. <laughs> These really are the most frustrating students we have. And、um, we had one champ.、Um, And this was, oh, this goes back. This is, this, this is more than 10 years ago. And、uh, this was at a school where uh, we uh, had uh, teacher partners.、Um, uh, I, I taught the students on one day, and my partner taught the students on another day. Same textbook, same class,、um, freshman conversational English. And、uh, they're all first year students. And,、um, you know, the, the, we begin the year. And、uh, I, I imagine the only thing that kind of was different about the student is she was, you know, work, she was working at night. And、uh, so she, you know, Friday first period class. So she'd come in, yeah, you know, looking kind of rough some mornings. And, and she'd miss some classes, like right on the edge, right on the edge of attendance. And、uh, unt- until the end of the semester. And then, It just wouldn't show up for the final, or it wouldn't show up for the last day. So, anyway, she failed, and she would kind of do the same thing with the other teacher. So, first year, and she you know, failed basically just on attendance, right? And the school was fairly strict on that policy. It's okay. So, second year, she shows up in our, she's up in our class again. Same thing. <laughs> Third year, rinse and repeat. <laughs> She ended up staying a fifth, and, and I think might have been the sixth year.、Uh, and she was in her class. And I just, whole, the whole semester, it's just, just like, you know, it's like, you know, her, this is not her real name. Mari, you really, you know, just dra- you know, dra- drag yourself in, or just, you know, if you can't get up, have somebody give you a call, et cetera, et cetera. Make it all the way to the final exam. Final exam day, no Mari. It's like, oh man. So <laughs> I, con- I contacted the partner and says, hey, what are we going to do? He says, well, you know, because he was,、uh, I was part time, he was full time. And he says, you know what? It's like, you know, we're, she's like failed so many times because of attendance. But in fact, she's been, To more classes than any of the other students. <laughs> If you put everything together, right? Let's just pass her. And he says, That's fine with me. That's <laughs> fine with me. Because,、um, yeah, you know, you, you know, we, we talk about this all the time. We, we、um, make a, you know, so, you and I do, and, and, a lot, and probably all of our listeners do, serious, conscious. Conscientious effort to create an environment in which students can succeed, if not excel, right? And that's, that's what we're, and, and you know, most of us aren't that bad at it. 
But these kids, <laughs> they're, they're a real, <laughs> they, they will find a way to defeat your best efforts. These kids are pros. Um, and the uh, spoiler alert, we don't have a solution for this. <laughs> at the end, if you're waiting for like a, 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 you know, a magic, a silver bullet there at the end of the episode. No, we don't, we, we don't have one. We don't have one. Um, cause these kids are just good at it and, uh, creative and persistent. And they're just, it's really, it's really something, right? Um, and, and they, 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 were, they, you know, not only a black box, cause we don't know what's going on in their heads. Um, but they're a black hole and they will manage to suck up all the energy you can give them. Right. Um, yeah, it's really something. And, uh, the, the, the black box is a, is a really good analogy because they're not, um, you know, they show up in our class and they're not in any way identified, um, you know, by the, sometimes you'll get like notes from the school. Okay. This, this kid has migraine headaches or this, um, uh, this kid's hands sweat. So if you, when you give them exams, it's okay. If he wipes his hands on the guy's paper napkins on the on exam, that's great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then there's no, 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 no clue about these other guys. They're all just kind of, they're waiting what? for you. <laughs> Well, I don't know. The third time somebody takes your class, that's a pretty good clue about something. <laughs> but you don't know from the first year, right? From the beginning, is it just you know? It's like oh, it's it's not that easy to pick them out at the beginning. They don't seem that different from anybody else. That's very true. I was just thinking when you were talking about how these students are kind of creative, and um, before we go any further, we we really do have to put a disclaimer here: is that when we talk about self-destructive students. We're not talking about students we can see who are obviously depressed or who have some kind of learning disability. So what you pointed out, that you get some notice from the office about a student. We're really talking about a student, for all intents and purposes, who seems to be doing okay in regular life. But somehow when they come through that door, <laughs> some like portal, they become a non, an unsuccessful student or you know, somebody who doesn't match up to what you're doing in the classroom. And what I was just going back to, Tony, is that, you know, you talked about that they can be so creative at this that often, you know, people will say that Japanese students are not creative. And I always say, you know, <laughs> I find them to be unbelievably creative when it comes to them screwing up my perfect systems, mm. right? And that I also put it that kind of student in, you know, the student who just consistently fails to follow directions, <laughs> right? And it's like at a point where, and you know, they, their English is good. And, you know, that you've had conversations with them and they seem like, you know, they understand what's going on. But no matter what, they always do the wrong thing. But, yeah, there's no easy solution for this. And it's an important thing to point out, too, that we have no access to internal states, as I like to say. We have no idea what's really going on inside of these students' heads. I have no idea what's going on inside my head. And we're, go we're basing everything on behaviors, and we're trying to interpret those behaviors and then figure out, you know, what is causing those behaviors, I think. And that's a little bit frustrating. But, yeah, the, you know, the students who just seem to find a way not to pass the class, not to succeed in the class. And that comes in a lot of different varieties, don't you think? Yeah, and it's, and it's, it's not like they just give up or stop coming to class they, they you know, not, not mari notwithstanding um very often will continue to come to class if sometimes sporadically um and will be you know they will be absent just enough <laughs> that uh, they will fail and then miss enough assignments just that they will fail but it's not like they just walk away they are kind of there <laughs> um they're there enough but they just manage to somehow Avoid doing what they need to do to pass the class. And as you said, there's never enough information. We never have enough information. And um, it may be compounded by the fact that we're in Japan and the way that, you know, things are dealt with in the society and at the schools where we teach. So some schools have some kind of counseling things where you can, you know, alert them. And I don't know how effective they are. But when you, ha you, know, you first like start picking up evidence that you've got um, 
a student like this in your class, you know, you, you go through the questions, right? It's okay. What's the history here? Um, is this something that the, the student does all the time? Um, is this something that's limited to school or is this something that they do they self-sabotage in other aspects of their life? Um, is it just my class? Yes. <laughs> is, it, is it just, is it that me? Might be the most, that might be the most important thing to figure out. Yeah. Is this me? Because that's the only thing we've got control over. Right. Uh, I mean, it's, you know, everything else is outside our control. Um, is it a family problem? Mm. And you see some, and you see some really um, scary things sometime. And again, it's so different where, you know, like for example, social services, et cetera, et cetera, where, for example, you know, we're both Americans, um, but in the United States where you're required by law to report to the authorities any suspicion or uh, evidence of um, any kind of abuse uh, and so forth. Well, that's certainly not the case here. Does um, that apply to university education? I'm not I, sure. I know that that's in you know, elementary, junior high school, and high school. It might it might be an age thing, but I don't know. I mean, like mm. after after they're uh, when they're eighteen, um, not sure, not sure. And uh, well, so maybe a family thing, and it could uh, be social, uh, something with friends, boyfriends, girlfriends, um, some personal, psychological, and again goes like goes to history. Uh, could be a new thing. Is it a physiological problem? Is it a medical problem? Yeah, they have an allergy to me. I like that. <laughs> or, um, you know, just kind of, kind of anxiety thing. So we don't know any of those things. And um, as we just said, the only thing that we've got control of, the only thing, all those are beyond our control, unless it's, you know, me, unless it's the teacher. And, uh, you know, maybe there, there's things you can do there, but the fact that you and I are talking about it, the fact that other that you guys out there are listening to this um, probably do. And when we run into this kind of a problem, the first thing that we do is like a, a, like a, a self-examination. It's like, you know, a self-assessment. It's like, okay, what, what, am I, what am I possibly doing that's triggering this kind of behavior? Yes. Well... It's. It brings up the issue of how much of it is, for lack of a better term, personality clash in some ways. And that's the first thing I have to do is I have to say, hey, maybe the student's reacting to me. And I try to figure out how to figure that out. Right? It's always, you know, if I have a student like that, I will ask them, hey, how are you doing in your other classes? Are you succeeding in your other classes? And that's usually a good question to ask, I think. You know, um, because if the student is having problems in other classes, then it's possibly, probably not you. And that it's a behavior that's across the board. The other thing I think that is important is just to watch the student and see under which situations things work. So let me give a quick story here. It just actually happened a couple of weeks ago. I have a student in one of my classes and the student never talks to me and just kind of sneers at me a lot. And, you know, um, during the Zoom sessions, the student was always looking down. And that's usually pretty indicative of them you know, on their phone. Looking at, yeah. oh, they're on their phone. And I would just say, <laughs> and I would say, like, you know, this is not the student's name. I'd go, hey, Miwa, would you stop looking at your phone? And, you know, she said, I'm not looking at my phone. I was like, okay, fine, fine, fine. And then, you know, three minutes later, I can see her again, just, you know, looking straight down. And you kind of can see that, like, kind of, um, there's enough arm movement going mm -hmm, on mm -hmm. that she's obviously texting. And I'm trying to figure out why is a student just treating me like this and what am I doing wrong and everything. And then there was uh, some guests come to, came to our class and they were put into breakout rooms. And I was just kind of, you know, zipping through the breakout rooms, you know, as one will do on Zoom, just quickly observing. And she was, I didn't know this, she's fluent. She's, she's fluent. She's a fluent <laughs> English speaker. And... You know, there it's obvious to me that, okay, you know, that's a personality. She just doesn't like me at all, I think. 
Well, you know? may, maybe. And, and, right. Um, it's, okay. Let's it, go through all the possibilities. Okay. We've got a concrete example. So one is she doesn't like me. Number two, she's being evaluated by me and she's scared to talk because maybe she thinks I'm going to grade her, right? Okay. What do you think? Um, maybe she's just pissed off that she's got to be in an English class that she doesn't need. Well, she, when I say fluent, I don't mean she's like perfectly mm. fluent. You know, but she's she was like, I didn't know she could speak that well. Well, um, th- let's uh, it's it's very it's not the same as yours, but it's very close. And this is an example of how it's not what it seems, right? So, um, I had a student. This is it's not that long ago, and um, she was she was sitting in the front of the class when, when she was there. Um, pleasant enough, not a serious student at all. Um, but then there was some, there were some absences. And so, you know, so again, and this is, this is one of the, so I asked and she like started talking, which is, well, usually with these, the self-destructive types, they will not talk. They will not engage. Uh, they're pros at, with the, with their defense mechanism that you're not going to get anywhere. But so she, she said, well, uh, my, my dog is, um, old and uh, needs uh, to go to the hospital. Um, my, my, my mother and father are working, so I'm the only one who can take her. So sometimes I miss class because I've got to take the dog to the hospital. And says, oh, okay, well, all right, I, I, I'll buy it, okay, whatever. Um, and uh, she makes it through the first semester, and then the second semester comes, and, um, and she's in class, but she's just looking at her phone. And you know it's it's, it's a conversation class. She's supposed, you know, they're supposed to be doing things, not listening to me talk. But they're supposed to be, you know, and she's just oh, and she's on her phone. She's on her phone. She's on her phone. So it's like you know, so I remember her story, and so I was like, okay, um, I'm not going to be the policeman here, but um, I just kind of walk over and says like, hey, you know, what's um, uh, what's up. And then so she then she shows me her phone, and she's just staring at this picture of her, you know, dead dog, with the arrangement with the flowers and stuff the way that they do here, right? And she's just looking at the you know, picture of her dog. I'm like, oh man, <laughs> I'm just really glad I didn't come down hard on her, because um, it's not always what it seems, and we I never, and then never we never, we never know, <laughs> we never. No. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I do have, you know, something a little bit similar, but kind of at the opposite end, right? Is I had the student who was missing a class, missed a class. And I just said, hey, by the way, I'm sorry. You know, why were you absent? He says, oh, I'm sorry. Because my grandfather died. And I said, oh, I'm really sorry about that. How old was he? And he was like, oh, he's 86 years old. Oh, at least he had a good life. Um, you know, just to kind of take it easy. Mm. Few weeks later, the student's absent again, and I said, "What happened?" And he says, "Oh, my grandfather died." And I said, "Oh, wow, your other grandfather died." And he looked at me kind of and then went, "Because <laughs> I went back and forth." And then he went, "Yeah, yeah." yeah I said, "How it. old was he?" And he goes, "Oh, eighty-six." <laughs> thought to myself, "Okay, this is kind of weird." Then the kid's absent again, no, five or six weeks no. later. You know where this one's going. I said, why were no. you absent? And he says, my grandfather died. And I said, how many grandfathers do you have? <laughs> and at least, you know, in that one, mm. it's pretty easy to figure out yeah, yeah, is going on there. But yeah, we've talked before about how, you know, students will be really sad about something and they're not sharing it with us. I mean, I don't remember... Right being bummed out about things. I didn't come in and to say to the professor, hi, I'm sorry, I'm really bummed out, you know, today. Uh, this happened in my life. And if a professor had asked me, hey, you know, you're not looking, are you okay? I would have just said, yeah, I'm fine. We forget that, you know, what it's like from the student perspective. Sure. Because sure. now that we're teachers, and I figure, you know, I'm reasonably approachable. You know, so, you know, they don't want to necessarily talk to us. And then the right. ones who want to talk right for various reasons but yeah the so the student who is getting in the way of their own success more than more than getting in the way i mean it's an intentional it's an intentional <laughs> uh, oh you wait 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 hold on now we're moving into a different 
which is like, you mean this dude whose like sole goal in life seems to be to get under your skin? Not to get under <laughs> my skin specifically. Well, that's um, a whole topic by itself. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 what the what the motivation behind it is. I, we, I, you can't guess, right? Again, black box. But um, it's I don't think it's at all directed. Most of the cases. Oh, there was one or there's been one or well, two you know that what is directed mean. at me. But yeah, you know what I mean, though, right? There's, there's. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I do. That, yes, I do. Yeah, I don't mean that. This is always the case, but every few years there seems to be one student who seems to want to poke me in the eye all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, they're, they're so you're talking about the student who, and they're is, not, and they're generally they're they're generally quite intelligent and capable yes right they're not they're they're not students who are struggling they're totally capable of success they can do this they are choosing from our perspective it's like they're choosing not to or something's compelling them to fail uh whether it's how conscious they are of it um and and again, we talk about whether it's limited to school, whether it's listen, you know, it's part of of a, a bigger thing. So you know, whether it's you know problems with you know discipline and maybe even like you know law enforcement, there's you know, some criminal activity. Um, uh, it's like well, you know, why why would you do that? Um, there, and again, we're not mental health professionals. We you know we're not going to have an answer for that. Um, but that often is is kind of a part of it, and so yeah, we can try to engage with the student student, but very likely, if we are doing it the correct way, the correct way or the most effective way that would ordinarily work, um, he or she probably already has proven defense strategies to foil whatever approach you're going to take, and at a certain point. Um, I think you end up asking yourself, well, how hard do I want to work at this? Um, Because if this is their decision, you're not going to win. You're not going to be the hero. Um, You can maybe get them to open up a little bit, but it's unless you're a miracle worker. this, these these kids who are hell bent on on destroying themselves uh, are really hard to turn around. I've got I, I just had two this semester, and we're we're doing grades now, and it's like I'm I'm banging my head against the wall. Oh man! Well, what's going on with those students? Why don't you give us a little bit of a description? Okay, so uh, this is um, I don't want to say too much. Uh, I don't know who's listening, but this is a, um, a presentation class, and uh, uh, the kid missed one presentation in the a major one in the in the in the fall. The whole class did a miserable job, and so made him all redo it, um, which she was absent for, and never. Often, you know, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't make that presentation. You didn't redo that presentation. It's like, oh, okay. uh, all right. And then um, we had the says, well, we're gonna. So I eliminated one of the presentations, and we're gonna do, we're gonna do this step by step by step, so that your last one, everyone's gonna do a good job. All right. So we go through. Of course, some of the steps are missed. For his outline submission, okay, you know, you didn't do this, and say, oh, I'm sorry, okay. Um, comes time for the f- practice presentation, absent. Final presentation, I'm on Zoom and I'm watching this woman read her presentation. And I said, okay. And yeah, of course, uh, whatever her her slides were, nothing that we learned in the semester. Said, okay, this is your last chance. Which this is what we got. We've got another week, and uh, like on, on this day again, on this day, you were going to submit 
a video of a presentation. And on this day, you're going to set a, another video of, of a second presentation. And then you do these things, you will pass. Okay. I'll do my best. Okay. The deadline was uh, the 28th of January and received neither. Um, and so I think um, what you, uh, kind of what I did there, what I, with my approach, my, my thinking, right? Um, rather than just say, oh, you've got to do better, blah, blah, blah. Simple, concrete steps to make it make up uh, make make it easy the de- make the easy the default would be to, to finish it and to do to complete the tasks it's like to make an alternate route to the goal i mean i mean she's not going to go to the goal but it's a little, maybe maybe we do it a little a little step at a time maybe do a little step at a time here's two steps for you no there we go so that's too bad because again it's um it's yeah after okay, this year of course it's a zoom session so after this um really uh disappointing performance in the, in the final presentation i says well you know it says don't after class i need to talk to you and okay so the camera's off of course and i said so hey listen it says what what's what's going on she says Silence it. I'll send you an email. <laughs> I says, yeah, okay, but you, you know, we really need to talk about what we need to do. He says, okay, uh, email. Okay, email. Yeah, there's just no email. So the next day, I send, I send her an email. Say, hey, <laughs> I'm waiting for this freaking email. <laughs> Is, okay, I'll I'll do my best. And I was like, well, no, no, you don't. You're not going to do your best because you don't know what you have to do yet, and and so on and so on. So yeah, anyway, so that's you know, student one, Tony zero. <laughs> <laughs> didn't didn't win that one. <laughs> yeah, those are I get a lot of those. Right, you you give the student an opportunity to succeed. Multiple opportunities, yeah. Right, and I was going to say, then you give them a chance again. Yeah. Then you say, okay, you didn't do it the first two times. Let me give you a third time, fourth time, and then they they don't get it. And you know, you wonder what's going on. There's got to be something going on. Yeah, there's got to. But, you know, on the other hand, then there are times when. No, the student just doesn't want to do the work or they're just not motivated. But the question really becomes as a teacher, you know, do we, what do we do? How do you grade? That's what you're banging your head in the wall. Right. right? And part of it, I think, is that you just have to say, no, I'm sorry, I'm consistent. It doesn't matter what reason you have. If I can't identify some justifiable reason, let me rephrase that, right? In other words student who's depressed or actually has something going on. But if the student doesn't share anything with me, doesn't explain anything, and does what this one student just did, you know, it's like, okay, you know, look, I've bent over backwards to help you. Hmm. Sorry, you can't pass the class. Well, mission accomplished. Exactly. That's it's what they wanted. Yeah, but then if you pass them, what's going on there, right? Yeah, exactly. And so... Uh, I go, then I get into this mindset, which is, wait a second, maybe the kid's just really trying to see how far they can go without doing the work. You know, and how do you tell the difference between those two? You know, a kid who's self-destructive, right? Versus the kid who's just scamming the system, because they kind of can look the same. I think in the in the second case there where you said like somebody tried like doing the minimum to scam the system, you're not gonna you're not gonna get these uh absence of assignments. You'll get really minimal effort, half assignments submitted. Um and they'll submit something or they'll do something. Um they won't, for example, be absent for a final exam. 
that's different. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. okay. So, what, what that's we've now different. done is we have something concrete. Yeah. Right? So, you think to yourself, okay, maybe, how do I know? Is this kid scamming the system or is the kid just self destructive? And it's a great point. Does the kid show up for the final exam or the final presentation? Right? Yeah, because there's, 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 that's, and, and, and of course, there's no, no, Excuse, I say, but, uh, but, I, yeah, I, you, know, you know, my dog died, my grandfather died, whatever. But, There's but, no but. excuse; they just don't show up. Okay, but I do have a, a counterfactual to this. Okay, I was teaching at a school, and um, student doesn't show up for the final presentation. And uh, this was this um, previous semester, Zoom classes, right? Using Google Classroom, and uh, student doesn't show up for the. Final presentation. The final presentation, if you read the syllabus, is worth, you know, X percent. It's a hefty amount, right? Student doesn't show up, and then a new semester shows up, and uh, the student sends me an email says, why did I fail the class? I checked Google Classroom, and I had um, 80% or something, or 75%. And I said, yeah, but the final presentation, you got a zero, and if you check the syllabus, it says, you know, 20% or something like this. And I think what had happened is that the student had looked and said, oh, I'm already at 80%, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I don't have to go to the final presentation. So this goes on, and then the student sends, says, hey, uh, this is the reason I had this condition. And I said, okay, but you didn't send me an email to tell me you'd be absent. You waited until the grade came through, and now you're providing the information. Please get me, show me, you know, send me the doctor's note or go to the office and give them the doctor's note. Anyway, you know where I'm going with this. Yeah. And so there is an example where there was a kid who was scamming the system. Yeah, that's right. I, right. You know, and that was pretty much like, I thought, oh, you know, this is a disadvantage for some kids are going to misinterpret like, you know, those percentages. And it's like, well, you know, it doesn't matter if you notice everything's like the same points. You know, there's different weights or something. So I kind of changed that this semester where I uh, made sure the points were different, and that's how I accounted for the percentages. But I thought, ah, uh, you know, not good. Not good there, right? Yeah, and these uh, the, and uh, these uh, self-destructive types, um, they will almost never complain after yes. failing, right? They're not going to come back and say, I should have passed. No, they they, they wanted to fail. Yeah, why do you think they want to fail? I don't have Debbie black box. Um, I think um, again, not mental health professionals. I think in in a lot of cases, it's uh, it's anger directed at parents. Um, maybe they maybe they don't want to be in school. Uh, the parents have pushed them to do that. Maybe um, there's some dynamic in the family that um uh it has cr wires crossed with notions of failure and success um self-esteem issues uh yeah i didn't really and I, I don't know that there's like a any a pat answer i think it can be different for Lots of people could be it could be just for some of them just like you know fear of success we all of us, Charles, <clears throat> um, and I'm, you know, kind of a confession here too. Um, it's like, uh, yeah, maybe a fear of success. Why? Why, why do you start with my name first? <laughs> <laughs> well, because I'm speaking. I, we know that it's me. I'm talking about myself, but um, I'm talking to you. But um, we do that to ourselves too. Sometimes um, we don't always uh, act in our own best interests. Um, and, you know, not in a major way, the way that these kids are, are doing it. I don't think well, we wouldn't be here if we if we did. But I don't know. That might be the same kind of thing going on. Got me. Yeah. Well, there's, there's multiple issues here. Mm. One is that Japan is not a country that's set up for a kid who wants to take time off and figure out what they want to do with their lives. You know, they're they're just on a track. 
Yeah, same, same, same as the I US. I wonder, I think one of the things about the students that I've noticed who seem to be the self-destructive type is when I have talked to them and said, well, what do you want to do after graduation? And almost always it's, I don't know. And I think that some of them are scared that if they graduate, they're going to have to get a job that mm. they don't want, or, you know, work at a place they don't want to. Yep. I think that's one thing. And the flip side, when I'm playing devil's advocate with myself is, you know, when we think of the self-destructive student, I think to myself, well, hold on a second. Most of these students came to college expecting, you know, four years of club med. You know, the Japanese idea that, you know, university life is, you know, easy and it's, you know, primarily social. And the most important thing is your social club. And you know, I wonder whether or not part of it is a reaction to that. But I think that uh, some of these students just, it, the ones, again, we're talking who were, don't have mental health issues or we're, we could, you know, whatever, however you want to put it. I don't know, you know. But they're maybe trying to delay graduation because they just don't know. And you know, it's in Japan. You can't take a year or two off and come back. Correct. It's not like America. I remember I took 12 years to graduate. Or and even 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 more so than, well, America's, because America is, there, there's kind of a, a, a pressure there for, to... Okay, my finish, generation, finish our yeah, generation. our generation finish college so you you know get a job, um, but it, uh, that uh, the gap year that's uh, kind of built into the the system in, in Europe and Australia, I believe, um, where yeah, you that is a common accepted thing. It says yeah, you got your gap year, go figure out what the hell you want to do. Uh, that's not part. That's not, that's not how I grew up, but um, it's certainly not part of the system here. Right. And there's no options. Mm. The only real option to get away is to take a year off and study overseas. Mm. Mm. And, well, you know, that requires a certain, you know, language ability. Language ability and uh, and uh, money. And money, yes, financial resources. So, you know, again, you always have to figure out, ah, I'm not sure what's going on. You know, it's the old story about the student who falls asleep in your class all the time. And then you find out that, you know, they're working a part-time mm. job and they get home at like three o'clock. And I've talked to some people and they're like, well, you know, you have to give them a break because they're working a part-time job. And, you know, and I said, well, you know, I think there's a difference because I asked the student who's paying their tuition. I said, oh, my parents pay the tuition. I said, well, who pays your rent? And they say, oh, my parent pays the rent. I said, what about electricity and food? Oh, my parents pay that. Well, what do you do for your part-time job? Oh, it's so I can play. You know, there's a difference between the kid who's working because they have to put money in for their education. And those are very, very few and far between. Yes. Yes. And a difference, as you, you know, one would say, between a kid who's just, you know, working for spending money. And if the kid's working for spending money, because as a kid says, I want to play, you know, and like, what do you want to do? I want to go to Pachinko. Okay, wait a second. Hold on. <laughs> Let's refree. <laughs> but, you know, I think that those are qualitatively different things. But, again, you know, that is such a acceptable thing, I think, in many ways in Japan, right? I mean, you know, it's the old thing is if you walk by a lot of classrooms, half the students are asleep, Right. Used to be, yeah. I don't. Not as bad as still, it used to I don't. Be. I don't. Well, I haven't been on campus for a year now. But, yeah, well, you uh, wonder why they. But got in rid those of all pre, it. in those years, I, 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 over the years, I've seen it less and less. But maybe I just don't look yeah. anymore. Well, look okay. Anymore. But you remember when we first oh, got here? Oh, absolutely. You know, hundred students in the classroom and ninety-seven students heads down. I think the reason they're not sleeping anymore is because most of them are on their phones. <laughs> I really do think that's what's happened. But the point is that most of their classes are not interactive. Although things have really changed, I think, in the last ten years. They're shifting. They're shifting. Yeah, slowly but surely. So yeah, you have those students who just come in and uh, you know. We'll do things. What about the student, though, who constantly makes the same mistake over and over again? Uh, like what, what kind of mistake? Okay, for example, 
this one's making me nuts. You know, I've talked about my assigned student number system, right? Mm. So I'll turn to the students and I'll say, okay, here's your assigned student number. Put it in your phone. Write it down. Write it down. Put it somewhere where you can always see it. And of course, the next week I say, okay, enter your assigned student number. And, you know, there'll be like one or two or three students out of, you know, 30 students, 35 students say, I forgot my student number. <laughs> assigned student number. Like, I told you not to do that. And then you give them the number. About three weeks later, come by and the same thing happens again. And you say, okay, I told you not to do this. I told you, right, right. Remember I said, don't forget your student number, write it down. I want you to write it down now or something. They go, okay, fine, fine, fine. Then about, you know, another four or five weeks goes by and they have to use the assigned student number. And again, the student says, I forgot my student number. You know? And that's just like one kind of example. You know, the student who forgets their textbooks constantly is always forgetting, you know, their notebook, right? You know. Yeah, I, I haven't had a lot of that. Yeah. Um, never that it was uh, identifiable as a, as a problem. Um, I'm trying to think if I. Yeah, I can't. I can't think of that. There, there's. Uh, I haven't had that kind of a a pattern with any individual students where there was one student who just always kept doing that. Mm. Yeah, I've got a few of those where. There's just repeatable patterns. Hmm. Right? And it's interesting to me because that's what I'm mentioning it because sometimes I'm thinking to myself, what's going on here? Does, well, I know the student so Like For example, this, this, the student number issue, is there a textbook? No, there's no textbook in the class. And yes, I know that. You, know, that you should always tell the student to write the number on the inside cover of their textbook. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It works until they lose a textbook. Yeah, but this is even happening with Zoom, right? Where, you know, they're pretty much at the same place. You know, they have like their own desk. You know, it's like... They're at home. They're yeah. at home. And it's so like, where's it going to be? Where did you put the information? And so this happened. And of course, I said this. So I said, did you write it down? And they went, no. Mm. I said, did it? Do you remember me telling you to write it down? Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't you write it down? Sorry. <laughs> you know that... <laughs> That's sorry yeah, that's yeah. meaningless? Yes, I do. Oh, that sorry makes me crazy. It really... I, yes. I was trying to explain to them that your sorry doesn't mean anything. Yes, I didn't yes, ask you, were you sorry? I said, <laughs> why didn't you write it down? And I figured out that... Or figured out, or I'm assuming, that they say sorry because it's almost like a refusal to look at the behavior. You know, because I said, why did you forget it? Here's a self-destructive behavior. The teacher tells you, remember something, write it down... And then you don't write it down. You don't listen to the teacher telling you to write something down. And I want to know why you didn't write it down. Because at least then we can explore the behavior. So that I think, you know, those kinds of like intentionally forgetting things, didn't we used to call those passive aggressive? Yeah, yeah, you know, wonder, yeah. You know. But well, something like that, something like that, when you, 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 earlier on we talked about it, like, is it, is it me? And yes, something it's like you. that. Something like that could be, yeah, could be me. That, that this kid is just, it, it is passive aggressive. And that is a manifestation of their, you know, disdain for for me, the teacher, uh, or English in general, or... Education in general. I, yeah, and education, yeah. Try to, go ahead, try to teach me something. Mm. I dare you. Yeah, I've had those students. Mm-hmm. And my question always is, but they're but they're different from the self destructive ones, right? Oh, they're different. Yeah, right, right, right. This because the self destructive student seems that's, to that's be a, trying tar- to get through. Yeah, they're they're targeting themselves. Right, exactly. And the self destructive student you, that we're talking about usually isn't rude to me or disdainful. No. They're usually reasonably polite, and they're usually what I'd call good kids. Yeah, right. They're not disruptive, and they're counting. They're counting on you to do the right thing to fail them. That's the interesting take, right? Is that yeah? <laughs> so you actually think that these students are intentionally trying to fail, and yes. that so the only way to test this is to pass every student and tell tell students from the beginning of the class that they're going to pass, <laughs> right? And then yeah, see what yeah. that student does. I don't. Yeah. I mean, that's the only way I can think to actually test that hypothesis, right? But 
yeah, those. I just had a, an example of a student who was going through some stuff and they were missing classes and they sent me an email explaining things and I said, okay. And then they sent me an email explaining something else and I said, okay. And I was like, okay. Well, you know, you missed the final assignment. So you have until this day. And I just remember, though, that this day is like I'm giving you is like one day before the grades are due. Uh -huh. I'm really giving you the maximum amount of time. And the day comes, the day before grades, and I hate putting grades in on the exact same day, right? Uh, you know, in case something goes wrong with the computer or something yeah. or the network connection. Yeah. Yeah. Put in the grade, and a day after the grading deadline, I get the email from the student. <laughs> you know, and I just was like, oh, all you had to do was email me three days before. You know, and I could have said, Something I could have figured said, look, let me find out if there's a way to extend the grade, right? Right. So that's an example where it's almost as if the student really is sabotaging themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I, maybe that's better than self-destructive is self-sabotage. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And of course, you know, we have no solutions to this problem. Exactly. Unless, of course, you just tell everybody that they're going to pass. Well, yeah, that's that's one thing. That's one that, that that's one way. Um, yeah, it would be interesting to see what the what the what the effect of that would be. Um, yeah, well, I, I would guess the kid would just in con interesting. I would I would hypothesize that uh, when if you make that announcement on the, on the first day and the kids like says like I'm going to pass this class, it's like, hmm, huh, I'm, I'm just <laughs> just going to disappear. I'm, I'm I'm done because this is no fun. <laughs> this is no fun. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna maybe drop this class, take another class that I can fail. Yeah, you see, I just don't know if it's that conscientious or with that much intent. I, well, not, no, that's a that's 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 pretty out there. That, I don't. That, that oh, yeah, that's an extreme, right? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty extreme and tongue in cheek. But I can I can well, almost see that happening sometimes. Well, you do understand that I go to the complete extreme when you say something like that. Oh, that's what I would do. All right, yeah, I would I would take it to the extreme. But um, I guess I, I, I guess the maybe the, the lesson is some, there's just some things you can't fix. Well. You can't because I mean, you you and I are problem fixers, right? We 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 see a problem and then it's like we can't let it go. We <laughs> it's like a dog with a bone. It's like I gotta fix this, um, and um, yeah. Sometimes this is uh, advice given to me by a esteemed living partner, <laughs> Allison. It's like oh, it's very simple. So you know, just some something you can't fix. Like oh yeah, but 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 but. No, some things you can't fix. Well, over time, I've gotten to that point much more. You know that. Okay, congratulations. I I, I ain't there yet. Yeah. Well, you know, I just I've 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 been doing it, and I just think you know I've tried. I've pretty much done the best I can without really intruding. Right. Anything I would mm. do after this point might not be considered respectful in terms of Japanese. It is something, yeah. You you really do get a sense that there's a, a line and then it's like, okay, for any number of reasons, it's like, yeah, no, I don't think we're going to go there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, basically... It's too much. Yeah. Basically, what I'll do is when I have a student who kind of fits the description we've been discussing, I will say, hey... Are you depressed? You know, and I'll use the Japanese word for that. I'll say, are you having trouble sleeping? Are you having trouble eating? How are your other classes? And if, you know, there's, you know, the student says, no, I'm not depressed or I'm just sad. I mean, you know, it's weird. It's always, and you can see that students can sometimes will react negatively when you ask those questions. Uh -huh. It's considered an intrusion and some will understand that you care. But it's a cultural thing, too. And, you know, uh, then you find out the student also, you know, question is, are you a member of a club? Are you a member of, you know, what's your circle? How are you doing there? So there's a lot of, you know, things you do just to, you know, do a quick check to make sure the student's not in like any really major danger or something. But yeah, there's just, 
to go back to something you said, the biggest problem is that it's not just that the student who's self-destructive and is a black box, but the one who's sucking up all your energy, right? As you try to help them and extend all the courtesies and extensions and everything. It can be frustrating. Very frustrating. So there you go. After an hour, we've just done nothing but waste people's time. (laughs) As you said at the very beginning. Well, Misery misery loves company, and, and, and I'm sure that a lot of people out there um, have struggled with this problem the way that we have. And, um, yeah, we may not, it's okay. So today we don't have an answer, but maybe there's some comfort knowing that um, we struggle with it too. And um, other people are struggling with it. And uh, maybe uh, more comfort to yourself than pat yourself on the back that you handled it correctly. Or when you run into one of these kids next semester, uh, maybe something here that you heard resonates, and uh, if it doesn't help the student necessarily, at least um, it'll keep you from beating yourself up about it. And uh, remember that this is just one one of those things um, that um, well, you kind of just have to sometimes accept. Yeah, and there is there is one question you can ask, you know. Um, been saving this for the end, right? But mm. that is when, you know, you have the student, just turn to the student and say, is this something you've done before or doing in other areas of your life? Yeah, yeah. And it's very interesting when you get that answer because uh, I've, it's all over the board. <laughs> <laughs> I've had students go, yeah, I do this in, all, in my life all the time. And then it's like, okay, you know, now I'd like to sit down and talk with you a little bit because now you're talking about your life a life issue, right? Mm. And then if the student says, no, it's just in my classes this semester, this year, and then you say, okay, well, what's going on? And then there's a student who goes, no, it's just this class. And it's like, okay, fine. (laughs) You know, I can be relieved about that, you know, because (laughs) now I I can try to fix the problem there. But I think it's important to find out whether or not the student has a history of doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's it. question worth pursuing yeah. yeah yeah otherwise yeah i don't know what to do so if anybody has any suggestions please let us know yeah help us out help us out help everybody out <laughs> instead of this level of frustration but i think it's also indicative and the reason it's an issue for most people is because most people want to help those students yeah you know it's like you, know, you don't want to just say okay fine you're one of those kids okay well it's just one of those things it's like, well, it's really hard to help somebody who doesn't want to be helped that's uh, or it's difficult to help somebody who doesn't know how they want to be helped. Okay, distinguishing because I think those those are differences. Yeah, yeah, right. There are some students I think you're right. You know, who just don't want to be helped, but I think there are other students who just don't know how they want that help extended to them, and they reject everything because it's just a reaction. But anyway, I don't want to go into that any deeper. <laughs> okay, anything else you want to say on the topic, Tony? I'm 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 spent. I'm spent. Okay. Well, let's not engage in any destructive behavior that loses us any audience. <laughs> well, <laughs> the only destructive behavior I'm going to get into this weekend is my grades. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> That's going to be destroying some right. people. Okay. That's going to destroy some lives, unfortunately. All right. So, not too many. All right. So, Tony, thanks for today. We're, we're Charles with yes. us and Tony, Tony Silva. We're two teachers talking, and you know where to find us. Okay. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Tony. See you.